Thank you, Jesus. First Samuel chapter 17. I haven't heard much mentioned about somebody today, but I'm going to stop and pray for Randy. I, too, spent time in ministry with Randy, and, and he, they minister into your life, and they speak into your life. And, and it was an honor to work with him, but then there's times that the Lord moves us on. But don't move us away from the people that we love. So I want to pray for him, but I also want to pray for Beverly. I haven't heard yeah. much about Beverly this morning, but I want to lift her up. Is she... That's what I wonder. Okay. I'm just going to pray, Father God. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the honor of being in your house and behind your pulpit. I ask you, God, to touch my friend Randy, your servant. Lord, that you can raise him up this day. I don't care what the circumstances seem to be. But I know what my God can do. I know that you shed blood on the cross, God, that we may be healed. I ask you to touch him right now in Jesus' name. I ask you, God, to touch Beverly right now. I speak against this cancer in the name of Jesus. It's a battle that she's dealing with right now. But I believe, God, that you sent your word that you would bring us through. And I know that you're walking with us. I know you're working for us. You're fighting our battles. And God, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the honor of being in your house today. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the love, God, that you have bestowed upon us. And we give you honor and praise and glory in your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, as it, the old church has that. They used to call me the weeping prophet. Not a prophet, though, but because Jeremiah was. And uh, I do that a lot sometimes when I preach because I know what Jesus has done for me. I know, sister, where he's brought me from and where he's taken me to. Hallelujah. And he's not going to ever turn around and leave me or forsake me, which I did to him sometime in my younger days. But thank God he never gave up on me. And he never will give up on us. In First uh, Samuel chapter 17, I'm going to read the first three verses. So, well, I think that's all I'm going to read. We'll see what the Lord does. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shokoth, which belongs to Judah and pitched between Shokoth and Azekah in Ephesnamon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on one mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Here they are, both, they're on the mountaintops, and we like it when we're on the mountaintops because we seem to be safe. But there's a time that we need to go to battle. And uh, I think the time, I was thinking about the battle being won in the valley, but if you really think about it, Jesus, before he ever ministered or did anything, he always went to the mountain and he prayed and he sought God. And that's where our victory really comes from. If we spend time with God on the mountain, there's sure to be a victory in the valley. And it'll be a tough fight, but we can we can make it through. Amen. I, I 
really got a burden for your, day, your JJ. <laughs> really got a burden for him. I know what it feels to lose someone and to be separated. And, but God is with him. I just pray that God work in his heart today to comfort him and wrap his arms of love around him and let him know that he's still all right. But he's got to let God work right now. You know, it's a time of, uh, seems like when we go into a desert land, that God never forgets us of where we're at or what's going on in our lives. He loves us so much that he's willing to work on our behalf. Okay, enough said about that, but I'm just praying for J.J. <laughs> I was sitting up here praying for him. That God just touch his heart right now today. Make him happy. Don't let him be sad. I tell you, I really struggled yesterday. When you, uh, I, I was telling Daniel, people don't really see behind the scenes of what a pastor has to do when they're studying for a message and how the devil will fight against you because he doesn't want the Word of God to go forth. And I've noticed, like Bill said, that the stand fell over. That, you know, that your book, I seen it going before it fell. And I, I wanted to get up, but Daniel rescued that. But you see that little things that the devil tries to distract us. But thank you for the worship and getting our attention on the Lord and not worry about the small things that happen around us. Now, here they are. Saul uh, is on one mountain with the Israelites and, and the Philistines on the, other, on the other mountain. And they're about to go away in a battle. And they want the land that belongs to Israel. It says that this belonged to Israel, it says in the Scripture right there. But the Philistines always wanted what God's people had. But And you know, the devil works that way, and he don't care who he works in. Amen? He don't care who he works in. But he, he'll try to destroy lives, and he'll try to just sidetrack you so you can't focus. I went through a valley here lately. It's been quite a valley, but I believe that we're on our way through we're on our way up thanks because of the preaching of the word of god and the words on faith that faith will never fail us if we will stand on our faith god will always see us through he said there's no trial or temptation that we'll go through that he will not bring us through it see i believe his word so there's times we have to be in a valley i've heard many people call their troubles and trials valleys that they just went through but we come out victorious. Now they were in the valley and they're, they're starting their little battles. And while they were fighting, they were doing okay. They were doing okay. But see, they looked at something that uh, I say, don't look at the things that seem like they're there because they're only temporary things. And Goliath came out and all the men feared, gripped their hearts and got into them that they were not enough and they couldn't do this battle. But see, they went and they hid behind the rocks. And they hid from the great big giant that came out. What a, what a dude. He was nine foot, nine inches tall. Wore 175 pounds of armor. And I thought, he's so big, what's he so afraid of? They just got to cover himself so heavily. He had a, they said it looked like a weaver's beam, his spear. And the head of the spear weighed 15 pounds. I thought, Lord, if you take the... Spearhead off, I could probably throw the beam, maybe. But see, this is how strong the enemy was. And the enemy will uh, sometimes appear to be strong and be mighty and overwhelming. And, and I was uh, 
making a turkey sandwich yesterday, and I was praying, and I was crying over my turkey sandwich, and, and I, you know, just getting the bread a little moist so it go down easier. And I was just having a time praying and seeking God. And, and you know, it's uh, when you go through a battle, sometimes you lose a little bit of your confidence. But our confidence is in God. And, and at the time I was, this was going on, all of a sudden my phone rang. And I thought, now nah, I'm in no mood to, call, to talk right now. I'm, I'm weeping. And I'm, so I answered, and it was a, a minister friend from Missouri. And he called me, and I said, what can I do for you? And he says, are you okay? And I says, yeah, I'm all right. I'm just in a time of prayer here and seeking God. And, and he, I says, what do you need? And he says, the Lord just told me to call you. I said, then I know what it's for. I want you to pray with me right now. And I called Pastor not long ago. Pastor, I need you to pray with me. Over that vertigo, you want your vertigo gone, call Pastor. Amen. Amen. She began, yeah, yeah, we prayed this morning. I anointed him with oil and prayed that God dismiss us because we're going to enjoy our day in the Lord. We're coming before the Lord and we want to enjoy the presence of God. Amen. So this battle took off. The men were afraid. They went and hid. And the little David that she sang about today, he was, he had some older brothers that were in this war and in this battle. And he brought them some bread and some cheese that the dad sent down. But little David had no fear. He, he knew the God and he trusted God. And he was a shepherd boy just like the Lord is our shepherd. And he come down to bring this to him. And he heard that old Philistine bad-mouthing the army of God and bad-mouthing his brothers and all the army of the Lord. And David got angry. These guys were afraid. David got upset. Mainly because he's talking about against his God. And that defying the armies of the Lord. And he got upset. Now if I hear somebody defying one of you, which I call one of the army of God, one of the house, the people of this household, that we love you and we're going to be protective of you. And we're going to come against the enemy when he comes against you. That's our purpose is to battle him and destroy him because he's out to destroy us. David got mad and he just went and he told King Saul, why don't you send me into the battle? And he looked at him and yeah, you little guy, you little runt. He's probably, I don't know, 15 to 16 years old. And here he is come down. He might have been a little older at this time since he was anointed, I think, at 15. Is that right, Pastor? I think he's anointed. So he might have been around 20, 21. And he come down there and this, can you imagine this giant looking at him? He said, are you kidding me? Remember when Joshua was going to go into the land, it said they looked like grasshoppers in their sight. Can you imagine walking up to somebody? I think Shaquille O'Neal is pretty tall. But then this guy stands way above him. And he's bad-mouthing. He's doing the right thing. He's intimidating and shaming the army of God. This was his purpose, is to come against them. But you know what? It made David angry. Do you get angry when the Lord comes against you? Yeah, I had a minister friend told me one time, he says, you shouldn't talk to the devil. I said, what do you mean I shouldn't talk to the devil? I don't talk to him, I talk at him. But I tell him, you know, you're messing up here because we're children of the Most High God. And if you come against us, you're coming against our God. And God's the one that builds our faith in us because we stand on the Word of God. He is that solid rock. 
And I've heard messages here lately that we need to stand on our faith. I originally was going to preach on walk by faith, not by sight. But pastor preached that last week. I said, okay, now you're making me dive back into the word. That's okay. The Lord can always spark a word. And thank you, Lord, for your word. So the battle now was between David and the Philistine. Everybody else was hiding. They were afraid. And you know what? They actually, one of the brothers got mad at David because he come down there and, and uh, was telling them, why are you all hiding this? You know, this big guy, he's, he can go down too, you know. I've always heard growing up that, uh, that the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You shouldn't be uh, afraid of the size. I always said, if I'm a little bit faster than them, that I can hit them and be gone before they knew what happened. Hit them so hard and so fast they think they're surrounded. That's what we need to do against the devil. We need to use prayer against him. We, we, we need to stand against him as David going to stand against this giant. And he come out there and, and he's defying the giant now. And the giant looked at him like, you little runt. And, and I'm going to turn the page here. I am going to go to one more scripture. Man, I'm not even following my notes. I'm following, you know, we study. The word gets in you and the, the words are in here. <laughs> Well, I've had to drop my notes on the floor before because the Lord changed my sermon. And that happened to me. That's pretty scary when that happens. And you're at a different church in a different state. And the Lord changes it right before you get up out of the pew to go and preach. Yeah, so yeah, let the Spirit lead you. And that's what happened here now. See, David had the Spirit of God in his life. I don't know about his brothers and where they stood. I know about David because the anointing had been taken off Saul and put on David. So I know that David was the anointed one. So here he comes walking in the spirit according to his faith. Didn't care what the enemy was going to do. All he knew is that what God has done in his life. And Saul says, what do you mean I should send you? And, and David said, listen, I might be small, but I'm mighty. He says, I'm a shepherd. And there's been a, a lion and a bear come against the sheep, wanting the sheep that I'm overseeing. And I had to fight them, come against them, and I destroyed them. And I believe that I can do the same thing with this giant that I'm facing right now. If you're facing a giant, know this, that God will give you the strength to face that giant and to bring him down. You have the Spirit of God in you. You have the power within you to defy the enemy. And it told me, uh, the Scripture tells me that if I'll stand up to him and resist him, that he has to flee from me. And I believe that David understood this. And, and David, he put on the armor of Saul, but he, could, he said, these haven't been proved. Probably weighed too much for him. So he said, I'm going out against him myself. But the one thing that he went against him, he didn't go against him in the name of the army of God. He didn't go against him in, in the help of his friends and his brothers that are in the war, but he went against him in the name of the Lord. And we sang that song about mighty is the name of the Lord, and his name is mighty. And if we stand on the name of Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us to pray in the name of Jesus and to believe in the name of Jesus and that all things are possible through him. And if we'll stand on the word of God, we'll see this happen in our lives. It said that David not only came against the enemy, it says that when he got ready, he ran at him. 
Come on, some of us are a little afraid to get down on our knees and begin to resist the devil. But the devil, let me tell you something, he's nothing. He's nothing. And I've heard Wendy and Julie say that he's ugly and his mama dresses him funny. So I pictured him in that little uh, Halloween costume that they portray him in with the red skin and the horns and all that. He's no bad dude. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And, and I'm going through some things, but God's walking with me. The battle's not mine, we heard, but the battle belongs to the Lord. And he is my strength, my shield, my buckler, and he will see me through. Now, I might do a little something funny here. I almost thought about asking the little one there to come up and, and help me with this. Do you know that song, I went into the enemy's camp, took back what he stole from me? Well, I'm going to give you a little show of what happened. David took a stone, and that's all he had was a stone and a sling, five smooth stones. When I read that, I thought, man, if I was going to get stones, I think I'd get some jagged stones. You know, but the smooth ones fly with a greater velocity, and that he took this and wound it up and threw it and hit that old giant right in the forehead, said that it sunk in. And then he fell on his face. Now, David didn't stop there. He ran over, and he got over there by the giant. I could just picture him climbing up on top of the giant because he took his sword. Probably had to take all of his strength with both his hands. I don't know how much the sword weighed, but it had to be big if Goliath had it. And he, I, I could picture him. This is the way I picture it, is that he climbed up on top of him and took this sword, and he cut his head off. But as he's running toward Goliath, I believe that he was singing that song. I'm going into the enemy's camp, and I'm taking back what he stole from me. I'm taking back what he stole from me. I'm taking back what he stole from me. And I could just see David, who I can't do it very much. This is the part I was going to have her do. Is standing on, on the enemy while he's singing that and jumping up and down on his chest. I'm in the enemy's camp, and I'm taking back what he stole from me. And that he took that sword and cut his head off. Then he took it back in to show it to everybody. But the thing is this, is that sometimes when we're going through a trial, that uh, I've heard a lot of people call them valleys, that they're going through a valley. And I told them, well, don't worry, we're going to make it through the valley. No matter how the devil tries to embarrass us and, and intimidate us, he's really nothing. He can't stand up to God. He can't stand up to God's people if you'll resist him in the spirit of God, the spirit is stronger than the enemy. And we can defeat him. And it says in Second uh, Peter 5, 6, it says, If you'll humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Are you humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God? Does it, a trial, does it drive you to your knees where you begin to pray and seek God? Because you need wisdom, you need strength, and you need to make it through. Uh, even to come and preach, I always tell the Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you to come with me, Lord. All things are possible through you, and you are the one that gives me strength. We have an enemy, an adversary, the Bible calls him, uh, the devil, and he comes as a roaring lion, and we know what David did to the lion. He destroyed it, intimidating God's people, mocking them, trying to devour us and to get us to give up. Have you ever been to that point? Or am I the only one? No, no. I've been to points and I, I, I think, 
God, if I make it through it, you're going to have to pick me up and carry me. This is where the two footprints went into one set of footprints, Lord. Is you need to help me. You need to carry me. You need to strengthen me. But just as David got mad at the devil, or at the, I call him the devil, that old Goliath, the enemy, that we need to get mad at the devil. Come on, have you ever got mad at the devil? Get mad at him. Get get angry with him and say he's a liar and he's the father of lies, the Bible describes him. That he's, uh, he's the enemy of God's saints, God's people. He's our enemy and he will try to destroy us. And uh, if you can't do it on your own, do like Bill did. Pray, God, show me an opportunity in which I can destroy this guy. Put him before me so I can take him down. I'm not afraid of him, Lord. I'm going to run at him. I'm going to run against him. David got fed up with his lies and tactics, and the devil is a phony and he's a liar. He was telling them, you guys are nothing. Uh, You can't defeat me. I am bigger than you. I am mightier than you. But see, we can speak in the Lord and say, no, we're mightier than you. My God is the one who dwells inside of me, and greater is he than you that's in the world. Uh, James 4, 7, and 8 says, resist that devil, and he will flee. He's got to flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And when God gets on your side, ain't nobody going to stop you. Because see, God fights your battles. He fights for me. He fights for me. And i got to stand on that every time I go to battle. God fights for me. So I'm not fighting alone. I have the Lord... He's got my back. He says, I go before you. I come behind you. He walks beside us. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. I want to read something out of 2 Corinthians. This is pretty cool. We have a friend. She's at a different church now. Because our church kind of went some different ways. And uh, I know they've tried and tried and tried to get me to come to their church. But I said, no, I'm where I belong. I'm where God took me. And they have a good church. I'm not saying anything against their church. They have the Spirit of God there. But I don't know. God just has something special here for us and, and for such a time as this. And I'm glad to be in this house. Amen. I've known Pastor for many, many years. And she's been a great encouragement to me. And I'll tell you how the battle, how the devil battles against you is... When I came here and preached the last time, was on our way here, and I was telling Daniel and Jim was in the truck, and I, I, I the devil was just harassing me bad, and and I thought, you know what, Pastor's so smart and so educated in the Word, and the dean of Bible college, I I honor all this stuff, you know, and then our Sunday school teacher, she's awesome, man, she goes so in depth with the Word of God that she's we've been learning from her, and when you taught, we learned from that. And the worship that we're worshiping in the spirit and in truth. And I just told Daniel, I says, I just uh, this is how the enemy was dealing with me now is that I didn't know what I had to offer you. Now, I was being honest. This is how he was coming against me to tear your confidence down. And I thought, well, God, you know, uh, I don't know what I have to offer them. But thank God that we have people that will come alongside of you. People that you can call and get prayer from. And Daniel looked over at me and he said, Pastor, Pastor, what don't you have to offer them? 
Wow, what a turnaround. I mean, the Spirit of God just hit me and turned me around. And, and see how the devil messes with you? He tries to get you, think you that you're, you're the small one and he's the big one. Oh, but he's a fool. He doesn't know God and he doesn't have the power of God that we have. And he knows if we get tied in with God and we call on his name that he's in trouble. He's about to go down. He's about to be defeated. He's about to lose his head. Heard somebody say the other day, cut the head off that old snake and send him, send him on his way. See, God has still proven to me that he's fighting my battles for me. He's proven to me that he's walking alongside of me. And I told Dad, God's working in your life. The Spirit's working in your life. Don't worry about if you haven't had that infilling, the, the speaking in tongues and that. that. There's too much emphasis put on that. Just don't worry about that right now. You're serving God. You're worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. The Spirit is with you. He is in you. He said He'll be with you and He shall be in you. There's a time coming when this happens. It happened to me a little bit differently, but it'll happen. You just got to hang in there. Uh, when I got saved, knelt down before God and said, I don't even know what my sins are, Lord. I was ignorant, 19, and just uh, said, Lord, I don't even know what my sins are. And it was right here is where I knelt at Kingsway. I knelt down at that altar right there, and I, had, I said, said, Lord, whatever my sins are, that man pointed at me when he was preaching. It felt like it anyway. And he said, all of you have sinned and come short of the glory. I thought, oh, man, he's talking to me. So I went up and I said, Lord, I don't know what my sins are, but would you forgive me? Evidently, I'm a sinner. I began to shake. I mean, uncontrollably shaking in the altar that the Spirit of God was moving. He not only forgave me, he filled me with the Holy Ghost at the same time. And I'm glad he did. I don't know what my life would have been like if he hadn't have done that. And it, it scared me. Did it scare Yeah, it scared me. I started speaking in a different language. You know what? And I couldn't stop. Really, I didn't want to. It felt so good to have God uh, changing your life. See, born again is when you go to the altar and a change takes place. A lot of people say they got saved, but then they get up and they go back into the world. But when I got up, I was changed. I was born again like the Bible says. And the Bible says you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Daniel whipped this battle. Oh, I was going to read in Corinthians here. I want to read this to you. Oh, help me focus, oh Lord. Get me on track. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. In verse 2. Take this devil. But I beseech you, Lord, that I may not be bold when I am present with confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, and think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. But for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now listen to this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God through the pulling down of the strongholds. That's pulling down the enemy's tactics and all his power that he thinks he has. And don't forget, he is powerful. But we can come against him. He come here with power. And casting down the imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing in captivity every thought 
to the obedience of Christ. And I just seen David bringing down all that intimidation, the imagination of the devil, but he brought him down, brought down the strongholds of the enemy, and defeated him right there, and and come out in victory. This is where victory can we be won in the in the valley. It's not always on the mountaintop. You know, when Jesus, like I said before, he ever did any healing or did any ministry, it said that he always slipped up into the mountain and he prayed. He sought his father. Now, we have the same father. Amen. We're joint heirs with Jesus, but we have the same father, God, and we can call on him at any time. He's never his lines, never busy. Call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. You know, tell him what you need. Tell him what's going on in your life. People say, well, how do you talk to God? Just just like you talk to one another. Talk to him. He knows what's going on with you before you even call on him. But he wants to hear you call on him. He wants to hear your voice and see that you have a need of him. And I have a need of him. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. As my days are, so will my strength be. He is still proving himself to me. That he is able to defeat my enemy. That he will fight for me. He's still proven to me that he has not left me. That he'll always be with me. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. He's still proven to me that I don't have to fear any evil. That I can stand on the word of God that he's given us. Stand on it by faith as the pastor's been preaching. Thank you, pastor, for preaching on faith. Faith is, comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How do you get faith? I told him, get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God and believe the Word of God and seek the Word of God. And then believe and trust in Jesus. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, Lord. Thou art with me. If you go into a battle, just start saying this. That, uh, yea, though I walk through, I'm going through the valley of death. Amen. What's the valley of death? The wages of death are sin. Sin is in this world today. We got to go through this world, but we're not of this world. So we can call on Jesus. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod was for a weapon against the, the enemy. The shepherd used it uh, for power and authority against the enemy. Now, we need to use the word of God. Count this as our rod, our sword, as it's described in Ephesians, that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Use the word of God against the enemy. Tell him you're a loser. I'm a winner. You're the tail. I'm the head. I'm, you know, he tries to turn it around, but turn it around on him. Stand up. Take your ground. Fling a few stones at him. What's, what's our stones? One of them is, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You are an enemy and God said, I'll have victory over you. Use the word against him. In every situation of life, Lord, you are with me. Every situation. Lord, you are with me. I guess all the messing he did with me yesterday and praying and seeking God and then sit down and listen to some worship for a while and then get up and read some more and study some more and, and you think you're getting nowhere. But when you're reading, you're inserting the Word of God into your mind, into your heart, and it's going in here. And He says, when you open